0: Um, uh, I have a wife <laughs> uh, and uh, when you let your partner down uh, oh not again <laughs> then your, your life can be under threat isn't that so and you can nudge your partner and it works in both directions uh, it's just in my case then um, uh, a let down Sandra uh, a disappointed Sandra can be uh, be quite scary <laughs> can, can be very very scary uh, and, and it takes a lot a long long time to come back from such a from such a place uh, from such a pit and so uh, uh, <clears throat> when you set an expectation you have to meet it don't you yes. when you set an expectation so i said to sandra your tp on sunday will be uh, she's on uh, kids work uh, your teepee will be lovely and warm because we will have installed this new diesel heater and all the rest of it, uh, uh, kerosene heaters. It's the same as domestic um, uh, heating, uh, heating oil. If you live in the countryside, you have—you don't get gas. Uh, you use um, uh, domestic heating oil. So it's one of those uh, units. Uh, it arrived from Germany. Um, uh, and because I knew that there would be disappointment with it, I did the unusual thing for a man. I read the instructions. Wow. Uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, I assembled it. I then reread the instructions on how to commission it. It's all plumbed in uh, and it's all uh, uh, set up the electrics. Uh, uh, I was in during the week, uh, but the, the siphon thing to get the fuel oil out of the tank um, hadn't arrived because um, Amazon was, was late. So it was lastminute.com on actually switching the thing on. So uh, I arrived on site with all my tools in the back of the car, full of faith that this thing was going to work, not not at all. In in fear and trepidation, and when I pressed the button and nothing happened, uh, I filled it full of uh, heating and I pressed it and I was was rehearsing all the things I was going to say to Sandra. Um, uh, And why it wasn't my fault. uh, uh, And anyway, the button was a bit stiff and I pressed it really, really hard. I was about to hit it with a hammer. Uh, uh, And anyway, it kicked into life. And I was just like, very happy sandra <laughs> and she loves me <laughs> and she's going to feed me <laughs> and uh, life is good uh, <clears throat> i want to set an expectation of actually how good that dough is going to look
1: yeah
0: um, uh, we don't like to let our friends down so i'm not overcooking this when jared and i went out to poland and we looked at we wanted to check this company over you know, if we're going to give them a quarter of a million pounds to, you know, to refurbish and and do all that, it better be, like, um, absolutely um, top top drawer with Christmas tree lights on and everything. (laughs) Uh, And and anyway, we went out there, and we were a bit blown away, actually, weren't we, at how good the company was. Um, uh, And actually, when we went into one of their domes that they've got set up there permanently, not as big as that one, but a big one. Uh, and we went inside and the sound. when you go in the dome, if you ever, you know, listen to the prayer meeting that goes on, uh, you know, you think there's a thousand people in there praying uh, and, and there's, there's 12, um, but because they echo and it just echoes and echoes and the noise and all the rest of it, when you step into the dome once it's been insulated, um, then uh, uh, it's, that echo's not there. Just that acoustic treatment really really works and it's a really high quality look and product yeah. that you go to it when you look up close is really nice textured textured material when you stand back it just looks this beautiful duvet uh, and <laughs> is what it looks like so you know when you were a kid and you used to sort of um uh, be really clever and take your torch to bed mum will never notice and then you put a, you know like a, a, a little tent pole thing under your duvet and, you, and you're sat there reading your book and you think, no one's noticing me and you've got that sort of sense of just being wrapped up in the duvet that's what it felt like in the dome so lots of going to sleep when Jared's preaching so uh, <laughs> that but, happens now it happens now um, but it will look Fabulous. Yeah. It will be a statement building in its own right. Yeah. Um, it will be a thing that will attract people and attract business to say, please, can we come and use your dome for our business event uh, and all the rest of it? And wow, the storytelling and all the rest of it. And it's going to be amazing. So setting an expectation. Uh, uh, now you're not my wife, and you're not, uh, 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 but you're still, you know, my, you're my friends. And you're my brothers and my sisters, and I am. Um, I'm wanting to set a true expectation of that thing is going to be awesome. Amen. It's going to be an awesome place that God has given into our hands to see what He will do. Amen. 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 And we had a very exciting directors meeting. So uh, normally, uh, uh, Bancoli does go to sleep in the directors meetings, <laughs> uh, and it's not because he's really old these days. It's, it's, it's nothing to do with that. It. It's Uh, Before he retired, then, you know, he'd be doing 70 hours as a surgeon or whatever it was, and then he'd he'd come straight out of surgery, uh, 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 roughly cleaned, and then uh, he would turn up into the board meeting, and the poor guy was just so exhausted. Well, he's now retired, uh, uh, and he's now only doing 50 hours a week. Uh, So, to turn up to the board meeting, uh, the NHS has got a funny definition of what retire- retirement means. Uh, but anyway, so he's, he turned up to the board meeting and he didn't fall asleep because it was a re- it was one of those. Uh, you know, I've been a, a, a trustee for what was it twelve years something like that, uh, and uh, mostly they're really dull because you have to go through like the business and running the, the charity and demonstrating to the outside world. And anyway, we had a really exciting adventure. Uh, because we were discussing all of this and we were saying where, where do we want to invest and basically uh, and we were, you know, we're, we were asking all the right questions and, and being pragmatists and being, uh, making sure that we're not being reckless and all the rest of it and then uh, 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 I think it was uh, you know, Dominic got in there and Sandra got in there uh, and Lucy got in there and then basically this impassioned plea which is God's given us this amazing thing let's just do it properly and that's fundamentally where the directors and the leaders of the church and the Let Loose business, um, they're like that, they're the same thing really, but legally they're separate, slightly separate entities. But we are going to do everything to make this place amazing. Amen. Now And we're going to do it in a Yorkshire way, uh, uh, you know, with, with canny management of expense, but we are going to make this, this place look rustic and really cool. Um, so that there is just no shame and no barrier to inviting people to come. Yeah. Amen? Amen. Amen. Um, the youth at the moment, um, uh, I was talking to Jonathan, our youngest, uh, and he went through a fabulous time with, it, with uh, the youth uh, in Revive. Uh, really changed his life, uh, you know, sort of 12 years ago or so, uh, uh, just, just after Mason Morris, uh, Morris uh, was here. Um, uh, and, you know, and the church uh, youth was just on fire. And I remember, you know, Linda and I would be standing there waiting for our kids to, to come out and we'd still be there an hour later because they were all on the floor and just the Holy Spirit was just all over them. And we were all tapping there going, it's Friday night, I want to be in bed. Uh, and then you're thinking, I'm really being a bad parent. I'm just letting them in. Or so. Anyway, that was going on. Well, the numbers that are in our youth alpha now are the same that the, the, the were in the numbers in that peak of our youth. God's doing something. God did an amazing thing there. It was a very deep thing. Um, God is doing something here where I think it's going to be more of a combine harvester. Where we see lots and lots of people. Um, Someone got saved on Friday. Just, Just amazing just amazing God is doing something and I want to just talk very very I'm just going to surface skim it but a, a, a teaching that's been core to my life uh, was uh, uh, we were at a, a summer camp sort of 25 years ago or something uh, and this guy um, uh, did a series on uh, on leadership leadership in the kingdom leadership in the church and talked about even though you can be the, the biggest boring anorak uh, your job is still to influence people and lead them Amen? Amen. Um, uh, but actually, well, if I'm a really boring anorak, if I'm really dull in my thinking of who I am, you're not. But we just carry those mindsets sometimes that help to disqualify us from actually blessing other people's lives. Is that actually all you need to be is actually what the Bible describes is You need to be an explorer. You need to be an adventurer. You need to be a modeler. And you need to be an empowerer. And I just want to talk very, very briefly about those four things. Because those four things, I've made them, if you like, you know, a bit of a life journey for me. When I was at Smith & Nephew, I had had you know, 150 scientists and engineers working for me. I used that same, those same four Bible principles on how you lead, how you inspire. And fundamentally leadership, if there was a fire alarm went here, uh, go. And uh, that's leadership because you're causing people to move. But most of our leadership has actually got a pull sense to it. There's a voluntary sense of I will follow or I won't follow. And that has then a, a health and a long, longevity to it. And so in, in leading and inspiring others, how do you do that? And some of it, we can have lots of skills. But if you, uh, who would I like to follow? I'd like to follow an explorer and an adventurer. That sounds quite cool and fundamentally if in your life you are still maintaining an exploring posture i've read a really interesting book it can be really very simple on how you actually just keep this exploring posture in their life as a child you were an amazing explorer your parents spent most of their time stopping you disappearing down little holes and drains Ooh, there's a well in the garden let me find out what's at the bottom of it oh there's a there's a this Uh, oh wonder what's at the bottom underneath the car I will go and live underneath the car I'm going to build my den here (laughs) exploring is in our nature life knocks it out of you Hmm. situations and circumstances and bad experiences knock it out of you fundamentally we are adventurers Um, and we've got you know grandchildren we're at that lovely stage and they want to stick everything in their mouth because it just it's an adventure uh, and grandparents um, uh, I love uh, uh, with um, uh, Anna-Sophia who's um, 8 months old um, she doesn't get chocolate and stuff like this except at granny's house <laughs> <coughs> and the first time of chocolate <laughs> and then gimme gimme more 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 they, they want to put everything in their mouth because they want to experience something new and they want to, and that's how they discover life and again we get these things battered out of us The Bible and God tells us Keep that exploring And keep that adventuring posture And uh, uh, That's what we're doing here yes. We are doing something brand new as church yes. I can't think You know 20 years ago Everyone just said I want to be like Hillsong That's our, that's our dream And our vision I just want, I just want to be just be like them We'll use all their music and, we'll use and all the rest of it we're doing something. Who do we copy? <laughs> who, who, do we, who do we copy? I can't, I can't think of anybody. <clears throat> something really interesting happens when you shift from exploring into an adventuring is that Jesus becomes your role model. Wow! And I just want to talk about that briefly. We'll see how far, far we get. Exploring, uh, lovely biblical pictures uh, of it, but if you go to um, uh, Genesis chapter 11 and 12, but really 12, uh, you see the the start of Abraham, uh, who becomes Abraham. You you see the start of his, uh, uh, his description in the Bible, if you like, but it starts with his dad. Um, uh, so if you take from uh, Genesis 11 verse 27 and through to uh, 12 verse 9. Uh, and I'll let you read it just because uh, you know, we don't have the, the time to go all through it. But Terah was Abram's dad. And Terah uh, actually felt the call to leave where he lived and to go to, to Canaan. To go what would be called the promised land. Um, he went so far and his son Haran died. Um, so he had this trauma in his in his life, uh, he died, and on that journey, he came across another a, a village or a town called Haran and then probably because of a some association, the bible's not clear he stays there so something disqualified him from actually what was his destiny to go to the promised land to go to canaan and it was a it was something died his son died, and he lost something and then sp- uh, he came to a place that was called the same thing as his son was, yeah. and probably there was a sense of grief. Yeah. He associated with that grief, and then he actually said, "I'm going to pitch my tent, my house, my abode in that place of grief."
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. People live like that. Yeah, yeah. that they, they live in a place of sadness and grief. And um, I'm going to say a few things but there's one thing that I really felt just impressed by God to say is if that's you you don't stay there God's our deliverer and he's our redeemer and he's our rescuer and he takes us from a place stuff happens in life Uh, your fault not your fault really doesn't matter jesus is still the same rescuer if it's completely your fault or completely not your fault he does not hold you to account because he says i take that we're trading we're trading places and i will give you a call and a destiny back on your life again Amen? amen and if that's you please do grab that i've been through phases in my life where i've been sat in a place of of, of grief, sadness, depression even, and actually then it's taken God to shake and say what I'm going to say next. So uh, <clears throat> uh, and they settled there in, in Haran chapter 12 verse 1 the Lord said to Abraham, go from your country, your people and your father's household to the land I will show you, Canaan do what I said to your dad and I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you, and I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing, and I will bless those who bless you. And whoever curses you, I will curse, and all the rest of it. So Abraham went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. And then they went to uh, the travel in the next verse 6: Abraham traveled through the land as far as Moron and Shechem, and this way and that way. And then he went to the, the hills of Bethel in verse 8, and then they set up towards uh, the, uh, the Negev and all the rest of it. When you're exploring, it doesn't matter which order you do it in, I would suggest. God wasn't saying, do this, do this, do this, do this. He just said, leave. Yeah. When you're in a place of grief, the instruction is, leave. When you're in a place of sadness, when you're in a place of no vision, when you're in a place of, I'm ident- my life is identifying with sadness and regret, and this, that, and the other, first instruction is, Leave is exactly what God said to to Abraham, was leave. Now, I I picture it as this, uh, because, you know, to the nomadic at this time, he was uh, in a tent. He stepped to the front of his tent. Do you think it mattered whether he turned left, went straight, or turned right? It did not matter one jot if he turned left or turned right. He just had to leave. Amen? Yeah. Yeah. And then he went this way, and he went that way, and he went, oh, it's different over here, and it's different over there, and all the rest of it, because he was fundamentally exploring. When you leave a thing of grief, when you leave a thing of sadness, then the thing you must take with you, if I can just suggest, take your Bible and explore what God says about you. Get a book, explore what that book says about someone else, about their Christian journey and what they did, Go and talk to others and say, what was it like when you went through this difficult situation, when this happened with your family and all the rest of it? Story, 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 story. You can explore in a hundred different ways. And all of it is very, very private. Yeah. No one knows where, what Abraham was doing. Abraham was, was, he was setting out to go and take that land ultimately through his children. Uh, or his children's children, children's children. Um, uh, if the people had known that he was sneaking around that place as a spy if you like, they would have probably slapped him in jail or killed him or something like that when you're exploring the promises of God, no one knows, the devil doesn't know that you're on the edge of saying I'm inheriting a new future go and explore the promises of God because God has got good things for you, plans to prosper you, to give you a hope and to give you life yes. in its fullness yes. in Jesus name you don't stay in the place of grief yeah. amen you leave you explore and you go and explore all that has God, uh, God, that God has for you and as you explore you'll wake up and you'll become a more interesting person <laughs> yes. and the family members and those people that you care about and those friends that are close they'll go ooh there's something about me only today that's really fresh you say that every morning don't you? <laughs> then, uh, there's something uh, there's something fresh there's something oh i'm gone and then what happens is that she then becomes an inspiration to me because we love following explorers yeah there's something fresh and exciting about a bank holy who's exploring and doing new things amen? amen you can help me with the next diesel heater <laughs> <laughs> and then something happens when you become an adventurer you know, Moses, if we just switch characters, Moses was an amazing adventurer. If you think about what happens, there's a difference between exploring and adventuring. Exploring, you can do in private. Adventuring, you do in public. And it's called faith. It's called risk. We're moving from here, from exploring to adventuring. Uh, and and I think on uh, on when we had our directors meeting on, was it Monday? Yes. Uh, on, on Monday evening, I think that was a little point where we will say we shifted from exploring. And it didn't matter if you went this way or you went that way or you did this, because we were just feeling this place. When we bought this place, it's worth more than we pay for it. So actually, there's not much risk associated with that. If all goes wrong, we just sell it and we go back to... Oh, it'd be awful. Uh, but, uh, 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 we go back to renting places and all that sort of stuff. And, um, uh, and, then, and then we lynch Jared. Uh, and then again. Again. Yeah. But, you know, from a financial point of view, there's no risk because we, we'd actually yeah. probably sell it for more than we actually bought it for. Yeah. This is where we're now turning it into something that is bespoke to what we want to do and what God has put on our hearts to yeah. do. Yeah. And this is where we're going to at some point, you know, at the moment on the website, it just goes uh, closed for winter and all that sort of stuff. It uh, doesn't matter what you do. Winter is coming to an end.
1: Yeah. yeah amen.
0: It, is, it is inevitable that we will get to a place where we're going to have to change the website that says we are open. Wow. Come on. And that God is going to do something. When you shift from exploring to adventuring, exploring doesn't matter if you turned left or you turned right. With Moses, uh, uh, obviously you have got the you know the story of what Moses is doing. Uh, uh, he was a privileged position of being a prince in uh, in Egypt. Uh, he saw the desperation of his people. He aligned himself with that. He knew his call was to be a deliverer. He went and tried to be a deliverer in the natural. That went really bad. Uh, He then went off to be a a shepherd because he he ran away from it all, and uh, lived as a shepherd um, uh, uh, on, on the backside of a desert for 40 years. And then God called him back through a burning bush experience and said, no, I have a call for you to do something extraordinary. Yeah. We lived in the backside of a desert Tromping around hold from a rented building to rented building and God has said burning bush experience, June, whatever the date was, go buy this place and uh, I'm going to do something amazing. When you're tromping around, it didn't matter really if we rented that building or rented this building. Yeah. Uh, no, God said buy this place. Yeah. With, with Moses, it went from being, doesn't matter if you look after this sheep or after, after that sheep, it's all kind of optional, all this sort of stuff. But he then said, I want you to stand before Pharaoh, the superpower President Putin of the day, and I'm going to arm you with a stick. And it's a very dangerous stick. (laughs) And I'm going to ask, and you're going to stand before Putin and you're going to say, let two and a half million people go.
1: Yeah. Wow. Wow.
0: And he was armed with a stick. And he was a reject prince of a previous generation yeah. who had been a shepherd. Yeah.
1: Fantastic.
0: He had no qualification in the natural to stand before, um, we'll call him Putin rather than Pharaoh, but you know what I mean. Uh, someone who would, um, uh, Putin's, a lot of Putin's advisors, they all have the same death. They yeah. all fall off balconies they at hotels. Them uh they all have in plane crashes don't know how that plane blew up pharaoh would have exactly the same right to stand to take moses stand before him and just just death on the spot yeah <clears throat> moses stood before him and said let two and a half million people go and then God said, and then God said, and God said, and M- Moses did exactly what God was doing, and God was moving at great pace with fantastic miracles, and they were on the adventure roller coaster of their lives. All to let my people go. Yeah. Now, that is a big, big picture of an adventure, but I believe we're shifting gears from being exploring. Where oh, we could have the meetings in here, we could have the meetings in there, or with or a split, to where actually now God is leading. Yeah. God is setting the pace. God is setting the tone, and he's saying just exactly what Jared, Jared said, which is, "Walk with me, yeah. run with me, yeah. fly with me, Amen. let's do this, and I'm doing a new thing. Yeah Amen. 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 We're moving from being adventure from explorers into being adventurous Brilliant. and we're armed with a stick <laughs> yes. and we're going to go to the world this is going to be amazing
1: yes.
0: and if it's not it will be but if it's not we will look right numpties <laughs> and, and it's all his fault <laughs> it's called faith yes. we're here yes. to do something ridiculously different yeah. ridiculously good ridiculously appealing yes. to a young generation yeah. amen. Yeah. Come on. and we're going to see not is it well if we, if we put it all together there's about sort of 50, 50 kids coming along on friday night at google and here um uh, it won't be 50 it it'll be 500
1: yeah. Yeah. Amen.
0: yeah and then what do we do with them <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and half of them don't wash uh, uh, and the other half don't brush yeah, their teeth, and, and it's time. just going to be. And, and it's Helen, you need, do something, do it, do it. Whatever you're going to do, just do it. We're not going to know what to do, but we're going to get swept along in the adventure of God yeah. in doing something brand new. Amen. Yeah. Uh, what's it going to be like when 40, forty kids give their hearts to Jesus? Not one. Uh, yeah. What? What? We've never had that before. God is doing a new thing. I don't know what's going to happen. It just isn't going to be the old thing. God is doing a new new thing. The third thing that uh, uh, this sort of teaching that I've I've used really in in all my leadership stuff, you know, because it's all about how do you influence people. People love adventurers. We are going to get loads and loads of people coming to this place because we're doing a new thing in God. Mm -hmm. Amen? When Hillsong, when you, you, know, you read all the old, old stories of what Hillsong was doing when they were just starting out, loads of people coming to see them and just go, ooh, we'll copy that. Um, uh, and there's something okay and something right in that. And then they make it their own and that's where it becomes healthy. We're gonna have loads of people coming here and say, what are you doing? And I think our testimony is um, uh, we were nowhere and then God, through his grace and his goodness, yes. took us somewhere yeah. and did amazing things. And we had the wit just to keep up.
1: Yeah.
0: Amen? Yeah. And that's what we need to do. And people will find that inspiring. And we will inspire lots of other people to do different things as the church refreshes itself to be culturally irrelevant. Amen? Yeah. The other thing that sort of comes up So this, uh, people love to follow... Explorers, people love to follow adventurers, people love to follow mentors, or if you use a different word, fathers. Uh, uh, loads of people in this modern generation don't have good role models. Hello, role models. Yes. Yes. And what qualifies someone to be, and uh, Paul said it, he said, be like me. Yeah. But he like that takes a bold statement. Yes, yes. Bancoli in our directors meetings, he starts with, "Everyone, just be like me." No, he doesn't. <laughs> but I'm inspired by Bancoli. He's been my my friend for for a long time. Uh, uh, he, he's a lovely man, a lovely lovely man, and he's an inspiration to me, to Richards, in all in our in our home group, and probably more than that. Uh, um, Uh, because we see the love that's in his heart. And he lives, if you like, with his curtains pulled open so you can see the real Bancoli. You see the hurt Bancoli, you see the upset Bancoli, but you see the resilient, patient, loving, kind Bancoli. And he inspires us, doesn't he? Yeah. Genuinely does. He inspires us by being Bancoli, but he chooses to live, to do what Paul did, Paul chose to live his life intentionally for others to see and be inspired and mentor other people. If I do it the other way around, if Bancoli was a whitewashed wall and it just said I live a perfect life, I couldn't aspire to that because I would feel condemned by that because I would always fall short against it. When I see Bancoli has tough times and he gets tired times and he falls asleep in directors meetings and he and he and, and, and Dupay gets crossed with him. Uh, actually, dupe is more scary than Sandra <laughs> when they cross. Um, uh, 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 I've been at the end of a of finger wagging from Dupay. Uh, that was that was yes yeah, so that was quite scary. Um, uh, you're blessed, my brother. Uh, then, uh, 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 where was it? Uh, but yes, I've seen the real Bancoli. He lives with an openness and I'm encouraged that when he goes through his lumps and bumps, and uh, I see his resilience. I want some of that. I see his patience. I want some of that. And in spite of stuff going wrong and working 70 hours, his first thought is love towards others. I am inspired by that. How you are in your life and as you let others see it, you will be an inspiration to them amen be an inspiration to each other because you are amazing you're not a boring anorak you're an explorer you're an adventurer and you are a we use uh, you know posh words for it you are a mentor but you are a loving parent uncle child whatever doesn't really matter what the job is but if you have love as your motive then the goodness of what God has put inside of you will be an inspiration to others this place will be known as a place of mentorship. Yeah. We use, you know, trauma-informed um, counselling as, uh, oh, how am I doing for time? But it's it. Use tra- you know, Leone's helping us, if you like, build our skills through trauma-informed counselling. What's trauma-informed counselling? Life is tough. That's called trauma. Counselling just then says, How do I h- listen to you predominantly? How do I listen to you and actually let some of the things that are on my heart touch your heart in the context of you having had some tough time? Uh, do you know, in, in schools at the moment, I'm uh, chairman uh, of a uh, set of schools, so about sort of 8,000 kids in the, in the schools, uh, uh, and this is across the whole country, but the absence problem in our schools is enormous. Uh, since COVID, it's now become optional to go to school. Uh, and uh, one in four, it's actually 22.5%, but it's easier to say, nearly one in four of, our, of the kids in schools, in secondary schools, are persistent absentees. Wow. They're taking off more than one day a week. Some of them don't turn up at all. That's the average. So put in the context of here's a tougher school, which you know, a yeah. lot of the schools in this area are, it will be even worse than that. Now, um, uh, the government commissioned a piece of work, 200,000 kids interviewed, um, um, why? Trying to get to, you know, what, what's, and this is a report that's just this come out. Uh, uh, I was issued with a copy, I read it, um, just a shock. Uh, uh, and, and then uh, it, it, in there, you've got your classic, let's just call it the naughty boys group. It's not just boys, but it's probably uh, boys who are just going out and playing truant and, uh, uh, and doing like that but actually the biggest group of absentees um, is, uh, is young girls uh, and usually with some form of special education needs and they feel bullied by their co-pupils uh, with a small B but they don't what they describe is I don't f- I want to go to school but I don't feel safe I feel threatened and therefore, I'm going to disqualify my education. But actually, I feel safer doing that. Wow. That's a whole generation, and the government has no idea what to do. Because it's not like it's a it's a bad teacher that's being naughty or something. Let's kick the teacher out. Um, it's other kids that are doing this. It's a culture. It's an atmosphere that is seeing kids. Actually, I hate going to school and therefore i hate education and therefore i'm going to stop my education because i want to feel safe fundamentally that's trauma uh, that's the biggest reason why we've got high absenteeism uh, in in our schools across uh, across the country uh, for some reason god brought leone with all that trauma experience as of course. To, to employer here, Texas University is probably gonna fund half of um, uh, uh, her time and her hours to do exactly this. How do we as a church get to a place where we can be some earthly good to the next generation? Yeah. And help and bless them and in, ultimately inspire them. If we have a mentoring heart that basically just says, I'm a dad, so I'll just use father, but it's father, mother, that if I have a father heart towards others that says I want to bless you, I want to care for you, I want to listen to you, I want some education from Leone that says how do I help people who have been through trauma with a small t as well as possibly a big t but actually then how do I help them have the confidence to engage and get back into school and in because that bullying is not going to go away but how do I equip them with resilience and friends and actually the belief the God who's inside of me is bigger than them. Yeah. Amen?
1: Yes.
0: How do I inspire the next generation? That's going to be our job. Mm-hmm. And the fourth thing that you see uh, in this is an empowerment. Uh, how do you equip and release the next generation? Um, uh, Jared can't do this forever. Uh, I, I can't do this forever. We need to equip the next generation yes. and, and let them run this place and let them have a great adventure. Amen? Yeah. We are inspirers of others amen yes. you don't feel it but all you need to be and you don't need to be all four of these you just need to be one or two of these you need to be an explorer stop being boring, read a fresh book yeah. uh, 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 listen to a, a different uh, podcast uh, stretch your, your Christianity a, a little bit um, be to pray for somebody be an explorer there's nothing public Goes wrong doesn't matter. Picked up the wrong book. It was a bad book. Doesn't really matter. Be an adventurer. A little bit more risk, but it's very inspiring. Amen. Yes. Amen. Lucy, when she gave her her little speech at directors' meeting on Monday, which is, I've been going to this church for three thousand years, and uh, and this is the most exciting time that I have ever seen and experienced on this. Let's just do this thing. Um, She was going for it as an adventurer. And the rest of us, well, if I just speak for myself, the little hairs on the back of my neck were just all standing to attention because she was just saying, I've got boldness and I know what I wanna do and I'm gonna go for it. And if you're coming, that's great. If you're not coming, I'm still going. That I will follow. Amen? Be an adventurer. We're in an adventuring phase. Uh, The third thing is be a mentor, be a mother, be a father. Let love be your posture and engage. Get some trauma-informed counselling. We're gonna need it. Is it one in four of the population have essentially mental health uh, trauma and anxiety, and they're not getting any help? Probably a bunch of people in here have got real mental health worries and concerns and stress and depression with a small d and all this sort of stuff. yeah, you need somebody to come alongside you who's got love as their motive. Amen. And then the last thing is, we want to release the next generation. Yes. Amen? Amen. This is called kingdom. Yes. This is called do something new. And this is where we shift from exploring to adventuring. If Moses hadn't followed God, it would have gone disastrously wrong. If Abraham had turned left and then, and then uh, God said, no, actually, we want to go right first. Huh, okay, he wandered left for a bit and then gone off right. With Moses, if he was doing the, uh, the flies one, when he should have been doing the death of the firstborn ones, it would have been a right old mess and a pickle. When we need to be really tuning into what God is saying for us in this place because he is going to be doing some mighty miracles. Amen? Amen. You are an explorer, an adventurer, a mentor, and a releaser and an empowerer. Mm -hmm. Give the person to your left or your right a nudge and say you're inspiring. Let's follow each other and let's see what God will do. Amen? I think we're done.
1: (laughs) we <laughs> see